Don't be one of those guys. If you're so smart, don't pay money to go to another man's seminar and then learn from them and say, well, that's not how I would do it. Thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Simmers coming to you from the birthplace of karate, Okinawa, Japan. Today, I want to talk to you about being a good uke or just not being that terrible jerk uke, that terrible training partner that nobody wants to partner with. What type of an uke are you? First of all, what is uke? It means to receive, right? We use this word kind of incorrectly at times when we're talking about what looks like a block or, or I don't know, it kind of gets confusing. This isn't a podcast. This this episode isn't to uh, give the proper translation of the word uke, but let's just, let's just go with receive because that's the most direct translation we have. When someone is an uke, they're the training partner that's on the, the receiving end. Uh, opposite of that, the attacker, the same mate, would be uh, the person that's delivering the technique. So typically in a dojo, we're gonna do, we're gonna do some yakuza kumite drills. We're gonna do some, some partner drills. One person punch, one person block, right? Something like that. Very basic, and then lead on up. Well, what type of a partner are you? Do you want a good partner? Are you a good partner? I hope so. If I train with you someday, I hope you're a good partner, and I hope I'm a good partner. But I want to talk about some bad experiences that I think a lot of people can probably relate to. Every once in a while, we get partnered up with that person that wants to do their own thing, that wants to maybe impress you or impress the sensei or impress themselves, um, and they just don't want to follow directions. This doesn't happen all the time in your dojo where you're training with your same partners because typically you can kind of weed that out. But every so often, you find yourself in a situation where maybe you're partnered up with a new person, right? Usually this happens when you're visiting a dojo for the first time or more times when you're actually attending a seminar and you're around a group of people that you've never trained with before. And maybe you're you're the only one that's wearing a different patch on your gi or maybe that other person's the only one wearing a different patch on their gi or maybe it's it's completely out of out of your normal style of training and everybody's there learning something fresh i had a, a situation one time where it's probably the the worst situation i've had <clears throat> with a training partner where i was getting ready to blow up so a few years back actually more than a few years it's probably 10 years now close to it I was when I was still living in America a friend of mine contacted me and said hey there's this guy named Michael Janich that teaches a style of well I guess it's his own style called martial blade concepts and Michael Janich you can look him up he's um, he's I guess kind of popular in America um, he has these knife self-defense courses and I think I first saw him when he was still on a television show on on the outdoor channel maybe it was years ago but anyway, I knew that Michael Janich was partnered up with this company uh, called Spiderco Knives and helped design some of their knives. A friend of mine contacts me and says, hey, let's drive up to Virginia Beach. There's a two-and-a-half-day course. It was a Friday night, all day Saturday, and then most of the day on Sunday. 
and uh, we'll go up there. We'll we'll enjoy our time. You know, have a good weekend. Do some training. Okay, great. So I met him there, and uh, we get to training. Uh, the first the first day, I think it was maybe the first half a day was on Screma, which I don't train in a Screma, but I was I was more than willing to try anything. I had never held. Uh, the sticks, the Kali sticks, I guess they're called. Uh, I had had held, you know, held a bow, held Tunfa, some other weapons, but this was the first time. So the the friend that I went with, he was a lefty. I'm right-handed. This guy's left-handed. So when we were going through some of these drills, they said, "Look, it's better to partner up to put the left-handed people together, especially if it's your first time." Which it was for for my friend. It was my first time as well, and we're going very slow right this is the crawl walk run method we were still in the crawling stage so my friend goes over partners up with this other guy and then it meant i had to get partnered up with another guy <clears throat> so the guy that i got partnered with first thing we do is introduce ourselves right hi i'm josh uh, this guy's i don't know bob hi i'm bob and then the next question usually out of your mouth if you know what style do you train what's your background okay um you know karate okinawa kempo and this guy told me that he shadow boxed. So I, I really didn't know what he meant by, I mean, I know what shadow boxing is, but I, I guess to this day, I still don't know what he means. Was that like a thing? I don't know if there was a school for shadow boxing or if that's just what he did. So we're going through these drills. And like I said, this is the first time I had worked with these Kali sticks. First time this guy did as well. Because I don't think he was using them in shadow boxing. And as we're going through the drills, of course, Michael Janich is there with his set of uh, instructors that he works with, and they're floating around teaching, you know, teach, telling us what to do. They give us basically Yakso Kubite drill. One person's going to attack, the other person's going to defend. Run through this about 10 times, switch it up. Okay. So I'm working with Shadow Boxer, and he. I don't have any idea how how he would act in shadow boxing or in a ring or whatever. And by, I mean, the guy might have been able to throw a jab and knock me out, but his footwork was definitely not there for what we were doing. I I, I felt a little more comfortable with what we were doing just based off the footwork and off the body movement. Well, as we're going through, I'm I'm the attacker. I attack the exact way it was demonstrated, the exact way we're supposed to be doing it for this drill. He goes through and he does some things for the defense side. wasn't really exactly <clears throat> what he was supposed to be doing, but whatever. Then as we switch it up and we get into <laughs> the part where he's supposed to be attacking me, he's like changing things up. And, you know, think about if we're supposed to be striking, you know, straight forward, right? Coming in like with a knife or another stick or even a hand reaching out. And I have to defend that. But this guy wants to start throwing a roundhouse. And he was just changing things up. I was getting frustrated. One of the one of the other instructors that was floating around could sense this. Well, after this was going on, going on, going on, I guess the guy could see the steam coming out of my ears. I was getting ready to lose it. And right then, the other instructor came over. It got in between us and said, hey, let me help you guys out. Looks like you're struggling on some things. And then that man became my training partner for probably the next five, ten minutes. And Shadow Boxer just stood there. The instructor knew what was going on. I was getting ready to smack this guy with the... No, I wasn't going to. I was getting ready to probably just walk out and say, hey, man, I got to go take a crap or something, right? I was going to leave for about ten minutes. 
But the point is, we were both there after spending a couple hundred dollars. This was a two and a half day course out of state in a hotel, food, gas, hotel fees, uh, uh, seminar fees. And this guy wants to come there and change things up. And, and this is one of the things that really bothered me too. As we're training, he's he's constantly saying things like, well, that's not how I would do that. I don't think that would work. It's not. He's one of those guys. Don't be one of those guys. If you're so smart, don't pay money to go to another man's seminar and then learn from them and say, well, that's not how I would do it. Or if that's the case, walk right up to that sensei, walk right up to that instructor and say, that's not how I would do it. And tell him right to his face in front of everybody else. Because I'm there spending money. You're there spending money. Everybody else is there spending money. Shut your mouth. If you want to deal with that stuff on break, go deal with it on break. If you want to deal with it later on, class is over, or go back to your shadow boxing gym and, and do that stuff, that's great. Go do that. Moral of the story, be that good, okay? So we can take that even into the dojo, right? When you're when you're training with your partners, we all know who they are. There's those people that every once in a while we just don't want to partner with them. Moral of the story, be a good okay. Don't be that person that nobody wants to work with. All right, that's it for today. Rant over. Oh, and hey, if you didn't already leave me a five-star rating on, I don't know, what are they called? Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, what are they called now? Uh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Or whatever app you're listening to. Please do that. Leave me a review. If you like it, great. If you don't, that's great too. Let me know what you think. Uh, but if you leave a review and uh, throw a few stars out there, boost the podcast to the top where more people like yourself can find it and they can listen to me complain about bad training partners. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning in to the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I am Josh Summers coming to you from the birthplace of Karate Okinawa, Japan. <laughs>